So many different kinds of people So many stories to be told So many ways to say All right. I love you Good evening, good morning, and good night. I am uh, Thomas Jones. I'm here with Greg Blaze. Greg, introduce yourself. Hello. hello. Um, I am, my name is uh, Greg Blaze. Obviously, as Tom introduced me, uh, one of Tom's uh, friend and college roommate. And uh, hopefully, you, uh, I'll, I'll let Tom lead off with the introduction, but hopefully, you guys uh, are, will. Uh, be along for the ride and hopefully you'll, you'll enjoy what we have to talk about. Yeah, Greg and I, we were in college together. We uh, both went to St. Lawrence University, which is in um, upstate New York, um, pretty pretty much as north as you can get. Uh, the closest city to us was Ottawa, Ontario. Um, Greg and I were I both growers. Um, we're both avid fans of whiskey and bourbon and, and beer. Um, and uh, we both thought it'd be really important just to uh, – get some different voices out there in today's world. So, um, Greg, I couldn't help but notice that you had some sort of alcohol there. What is that? Yes, I do. Uh, tonight, this is Monkey Shoulder. Uh, I don't know. This is a uh, blended malt scotch whis uh, whiskey, Speyside. And uh, I'm going to pour myself a little bit for this, uh, for this show. And hopefully by the end of it, I'm not plastered. That looks good. That's about, that looks about a finger. That looks finger really and a half. It's perfect. So great. Uh, the tasting. Oh, hold on. I want to actually let me go over the tasting notes. Inspired by ma malt man's craft, whiskey uh, monkey shoulder has been created using Speyside's finest single malt, uh, malt whiskeys, resulting in a rich blend blended malt of exceptional smoothness. The taste is mellow vanilla with spicy hints. The nose is zesty orange, vanilla honey, and spiced oak. What is it you taste when you drink it? The wonderful burn of alcohol. Perfect. That's what we like. <laughs> um, so yeah, welcome to Low Country Radio. This is our first podcast here. Um, we're going to go around and basically just kind of talk about what our main objectives are here with this podcast, with this forum that we're having. And, um, you know, maybe go and talk about some topics that are in the news and just basically just have an open and honest discussion about things that are going on in the world. So um, Greg, what are your first, what are, what are your ambitions here with this podcast? Where do you see it going? Um, what would you like to do with it? I don't know. I mean, you know, first and foremost, you know, I, I, you know, I have high hopes for it, but um, I just want it to be just, you know, just a talk between us. You know, I don't care if anyone even listens to it. You know, it's, it's about just having the ability to have these conversations with other people and, um, you know, being tolerant of others' opinions um, and trying to see, hear them out. You know, part of, what I think is broken down in society, uh, like currently, and doesn't mean it can't be fixed, but it, it's the, the lack of willingness of trying to see the other person's point of view, um, and at least respecting them, uh, if you, even when you disagree with them. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully we, we can, we can achieve something here. Right. I mean, that's absolutely, I, I agree with you hundred percent. Um, my how I can see this going and how I'd love in a million years how I, how I would love to see it is um, just an open forum where we can have people from all sorts of different political backgrounds, social backgrounds, um, cultural backgrounds, and have them come in and just have a discussion, moderate it, and just let people actually talk about what's on their minds instead of 
the kind of bobbling heads that we see on Fox, CNN, MSNBC, and uh, the other syndicated type news networks. So um, I'm really excited, Greg. I'm really happy you're on board here. Um, I'm excited as well. Yeah. Okay. So obviously it's a pretty big week. We're recording here on the 1st of January. I mean, first month, January 27th day of it. Um, any, any big news that happens this month, Greg, anything in particular? Oh, you know, it's been a busy month. I mean, you know, new president. Uh, so we gotta, we gotta, um, you know, our four years ahead of us, seeing as to how that goes. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we're led, we're led in the right direction. And, uh, you know, it's, hopefully it's a net positive for the country. Um, mm -hmm. We'll see how it goes um, in, in terms of, uh, it seems to be a very heavily uh, executive order kind of administration so far. Right, um, 15, right? Nothing, quite a large number. I, I don't yeah. know the exact count, but it's quite a large. And, you know, I, I know that there's been some... Um, disagreement over the uh, the usefulness of these uh, these particular ex executive orders um and, and today's news actually is a um, very interesting thing happened with um uh, i believe it was uh amc uh gamestop yep. and i think sears or kohl's or something like that yeah Sorry. a bunch of bunch of people on uh, on reddit and uh on Wall Street bets decided that they uh, they didn't like the way that the uh, the large corporations. I you know I, I I haven't read too deeply into this, but my understanding is that the uh, these uh, people these Wall Street bet people on Reddit were decided that they wanted to uh, basically stick it to the people that were decided that they were going to short these stocks, right. and um, you know someone lost a lot of money. And some people have gained a lot of money and in the, you know, mark trading was halted, which is, you know, interesting. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it seems like the SEC uh, very heavily favors these large financial institutions, uh, whereas, you know, all these private, uh, private buyers or excuse me, public buyers, uh, the general public, um, they don't really favor them. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, it's gonna, next few days are going to be kind of interesting. Um, I think it's I think it's a little humorous in a way. Uh, you know, oh yeah, I like I like sticking it to the man just a little bit. You know? Oh, I, I do too. From my understanding, is it was a lot of people off that Reddit subreddit. Um, and those of you who might not know what Reddit is, it's a uh, platform where people can basically just go and create their own small communities and they discuss their own topics and ideas, and they just kind of create their own internet groups of people who have like-minded opinions. Um, so this this one called bet wall street is that it greg it's wall street bets wall street bets. wall street bets they went and they decided you know what we're going to stick it to these hedge fund managers and we're, <laughs> we're basically going to put all of our money in a GameStop, and we're going to inflate the price of the stock astronomically while all these you know all these other people are trying to short it um kind of interesting what a group of people can do and you're watching i mean it's like four billion dollars these these <laughs> hedge funds are losing which is insane I don't even Quite know how many people are on that subreddit, but from I, I've heard that from this like sort of viral campaign, a lot of people are getting on that app Robinhood, and they're going in and they're buying GameStop and AMC and Kohl's, and uh, it's it's become a total and it's a technical term gong show 
stock market today. So it's kind of cool. Another, you kind of, we've never really seen Reddit mobilize in this way. Um, we've seen like Facebook with the Arab Spring and Twitter for the Arab Spring. We haven't really seen Reddit do it like this yet. So th this is really interesting. This is kind of the first, first one of these this year is 2021, our first kind of internet um, stick it to the world type thing. So I, I enjoy it. It, it feels pretty good. Honestly, um, you know, not really sure what the long-term re repercussions of this, they may not be good. Uh, you know, uh, you know, people with their uh, retirement incomes typically have it with these large hedge funds. Right. And so it, it may not be, you know, overall a great thing. Um, you know, people that have invested in these stocks, they're probably going to, some people might walk away with quite a bit of money. Um, but otherwise it's, you know, cards are still being played. We'll see how, we'll see how the hand ended up, but um, it, it does feel a little, it's kind of a little bit of like a catharsis, you know, it's like, finally we have the, we have the power kind of mentality. Um, and my prediction is that actually, in fact, the um, Wall Street bets will be banned off of Reddit. Reddit has, a, has recently, and, you know, along with other social media, large social media companies, um, has had a, um, you know, pattern of get, getting rid of problematic, uh, as, as they would refer to it, uh, subreddits, as they're called. Um, right. And uh, I think that this will, will see uh, the hammer drop from, you know, federal institutions. Uh, and uh, I think they'll be banned off the, I think, I think they'll be banned off Reddit. So um, this is actually a great segue here for something that I thought we could talk about. Um, obviously, uh, big tech, as we'll call them, they've been going left and mainly right, uh, censoring communities online and apps and, ent and basically entire, you know, user platforms. They've been banning these these people for violations against their terms of agreement, just strictly off of um, political political views, quote unquote, hate speech, all these type of things. Um, do you think that now, with a more left leaning federal government, that we're going to be seeing a lot more censorship coming from not only big tech but from the federal government censoring um, internet communities? I I have one problem with the question. You said a left leaning government. I I I don't think that the government is necessarily you know left leaning right leaning they they have their own agenda right and and to me it's it's the agenda of you know the rich and the powerful the kind of people that stay in congress for years and years and years um and um so i think that that's their agenda and i think that um besides that you know we we have a obviously uh some people would refer to him as a centrist in today's as center left in today's uh, political landscape, but um, we obviously we have a center left. You know, Joe Biden leading leading the uh, like leading the ship to uh, to put it. Um, it's kind of pointing the direction as to where we're going to go. But you know, I always felt like it, they would use any excuse they could they could find in order to you know put these institute these policies. And now that they have the excuse, they're going to do it. Um, but I, I do believe that we are. Um, going to see a, a lot more censorship, uh, but I think we're going to see the rise of um, alternative tech, alt tech, as we, uh, as people are calling it, um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, there's quite, there's going to be quite a, um, an opportunity for people to create new platforms, as you saw with, you know, Gab is, is becoming a big one. Parler was a big one. They got pulled by Amazon Web Services, but I've heard that they're going to be back by the end of the month, so we'll see how that goes, um, and, 
you know, and obviously you have the, the former president uh, created the office of the former president. I believe in, in a mocking uh, reference to Joe Biden's president uh, office, uh, president of, office of the president-elect, excuse me. And um, he's gonna want a way of uh, spreading his message. So it's likely that one of these these alternative tech platforms will pick up him as uh, one of their main users. And he had quite a bit of draw, uh, you know, to Twitter. Um, Twitter is gonna, Twitter stock actually dropped a little bit after the, um, they banned him. Um, I believe it has gone back up uh, just a little bit. Um, I haven't quite checked that recently, um, but they did lose some, his his value to the company was estimated around two billion dollars. So whatever whatever platform picks him up is going to do very well, and um, you know we're, we're going to see uh, you know whether they like they want it or not. Uh, Parler is going to come back online. Who is this year? Sorry. Who is this you're talking about? Who are they bringing Oh, back? I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, uh, the former president, uh, Donald J. Trump. Okay. Yep. Um, yes. And uh, he, he's got, he's got a quite a following and I don't think that um, he's, he's got a personality that people um, kind of are like are drawn towards. And uh, I don't think that his movement is necessarily going to go anywhere. It may um, I, I you, you know, people are hoping that it goes away, obviously, with the Congress and everything like that. They seem to be trying their best to stomp it out, um, you know, with with uh, they're trying to uh, impeach him at the moment, uh, though. I believe that Rand Paul uh, called for a tabling of the charges uh, due to the constant constitutionality um, that only had 55 votes right. uh, against it, which means that there's only that signals essentially that there's only 55 votes uh, that will that will vote to impeach if that. Um, so it seems like that they, um, if they move forward with it, it's not going to happen. And, um, I, I, we'll see how it goes, but I, he's gonna, I think he's, he's not going to go anywhere. And I don't think he, uh, is going to go quietly into the sweet night. Um, he did, in my opinion, um, and I was, I've been, uh, I'm a big fan of, of Viva Fry and Robert Barnes. Um, go check out their show uh, uh, on YouTube. It's Viva Fry. Um, they were, they did have a comment about um, the fact that Trump kind of ended in a whimper in a way. Um, he didn't, he didn't end on a strong note. And I think that has to, I think that has something to do with um, the backlash from the, the January 6th uh, protesting, or, or as some like to call it, ter domestic terrorism. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to go that far because domestic terrorism is, you know, to me, it's like it's bombing a, a federal building like was done in the, uh, you know, 70s and, or 70s or 80s. I can't remember which. They bombed a, the, uh, the one of the legislative office buildings. Um, that is terrorism to me. Um, you know, Timothy McVeigh bombing in Oklahoma City, that's terrorism. You know, people getting angry and going into a building, not terrorism, not a good idea per se, uh, but not really terrorism. So, uh, so th this is kind that's of that's my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Um, this is like a, such an interesting topic because we've kind of watched social media um, transform here in the past 10 years and like 2010. I always like I always like to see things, especially as like a guy who loves history. I like to see what's going on and then compare the past, right? So obviously the Arab Spring, the use of Facebook and Twitter in order to, you know, organize, communicate, 
and create entire violent, nonviolent movements in these Arab countries to overthrow governments, not to simply go and march onto a building, but to entirely overthrow a government. Death, violence, the whole nine yards, all of this is based off social media. And at that point, the big tech had no issues watching entire nations fall on their platform. There was no deplatforming at the time. And even in the Ukraine, when that was all happening, there was violence and there was protests, there were Molotov cocktails. And at that point, they were going up against the Russians, another government, right? Here in the United States, where it's actually on their home turf, we don't even have insurrection. We have moms on Facebook sharing Republican-style memes, and we have people organizing on smaller, <laughs> more like centralized groups like Parler. It, it, it's kind of interesting how they can see that we, they have this tool. Social media has been such a good tool in order to organize and communicate thoughts and ideas that I think they're going, okay, we can use this tool with you know the protests that went on earlier this summer, we can use this tool for the Black Lives Matter, all these other type of you know all these other type of protests and important important values nonetheless, that totally fine. But when those cause violence and those cause hate and they, those cause death on a larger scale, it's fine. But when it's someone who's against their ideology and someone who's against what they think. And it's not even violence. It's simply vandalism, large-scale federal vandalism. That's all it is. They go and they entirely shut down everything. So obviously social media is powerful. And it makes me begin to think that I don't think we should allow these liberal, no issues with that, but these left-winged nerds in Silicon Valley dictate these major tools in our society. I think that there needs to be some sort of government reform. And this is coming from a libertarian. I think the government needs to step in and say, here's the deal. You are now utility. You are like electric, gas, water. You are utility for the people. You cause people to get jobs. You have people get rent, homes, cars, families, relationships. You are a utility. You cannot be politically swayed either way. If you say one thing goes, that goes for everyone. And I'm, I'm a little worried that that's not what's gonna happen. Um, I can see it going the entirely other way that this is now going to become a megaphone for certain types of ideas. And a lot of these young minded people, a lot of these people in their teens are just going to have to absorb them because that's where all their friends are. And they have to see these ideas coming at them from left and right. Um, it can be, it might be being used as a tool of indoctrination. I don't know. And this is me. And I'm, I'm not even a Republican. I'm a centrist. And I'm just watching this all happen and sit back. But I've seen how powerful these tools are. And obviously, the CEOs at Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, they can see this happen, right? So the question is, now, what can be done in order to stop these people from their political biases and censorship, really? Well, it's a really interesting question. It comes down to 2.30. But I want to circle back to the, uh, the mention of the Arab Spring. In my opinion, the reason why um, they, they kind of let that, that happen was because it was, one, it was U.S. foreign policy. We were, you know, uh, we were egging that on in a way. Um, and, you know, a lot of good it did us. They, Gaddafi died and, uh, you know, Libya um, uh, is a mess now. Uh, you know, very bad, very, very bad guy, but uh, you can't just go off half-cocked. You know, you need someone to replace him, a strong leader, um, you know, hopefully a, like a, you know, fair leader, but that doesn't, you know, kill his own people. But now we're seeing a lot of rise in terrorism in in the areas. Uh, 
you know, formation of ISIS and big, big deal. Um, they gained a lot of power. Uh, and uh, thankfully, they're not as much of a threat anymore. But um, it was U.S. foreign policy. And I think that's why back in the Arab Spring, it was it was allowed to uh, go on that way. As well as the fact that they didn't, you know, Twitter, Facebook, they're kind of new to that and they hadn't realized that they had that power yet. Um, I don't think that their intentions at that point had gotten that far. Um, Because this, the the rise of the, some people refer to it as MAGA. Um, I know some people refer to it as like a populist movement, but the rise of this is entirely different because that's in the home turf. And I believe that. it's, it's, an, it's a threat to, to some of these people that, uh, the powers that be. And, um, you know, whether rightful or not, it, it does th- threaten um, the status quo. And um, I think that, you know, without a, without a, severe, a large change to the interpretation of Section 230, I think this is going to continue this way. However, um, a clever move would be use Section 230 against them. So um, in that case, creating a right-wing platform, it, it's, it, you know, it, it, it's difficult. You can't just create, oh, you can't just create a new internet for, for um, you know, the, the, your MAGA movement. It's, it's, this is very, I, you know, like. I have, I have an issue with the concept of left-wing platforms and right-wing platforms. And that's true. What, what I can see those becoming are echo chambers, Right. And people that's what they are. themselves up, right? Most of them are. Um, you go on 4chan, you go on slash poll. There are some pretty, there were some pretty normal people on there. And now they're Nazis, right? Like yep. now they've been indoctrinated. These people are not like me calling someone you know, a Nazi. These people I are actually, think... a, lot, a lot of them are actually Nazis. You know what I mean? So I, have I, don't, I think that it's also a little bit of trolling. I think there's. Oh yeah. Know... Definitely some layers of humor there. Some irony in there, but. There are some real Nazis on that. There are definitely some real, real Nazis on there, but you know. Yeah. Uh, my whole thing is my, my issue with this is the, the largest problem in our country is the, the, far, the farther separation between the left and the right and the lack of middle ground. And instead of there being a flat valley where people can meet and talk, it's becoming just a giant sinkhole, the middle, where there are no ideas, everything's just disappearing in there. And I feel that if we create a left and a right platform, it's just going to go farther and farther. And then, and then we're going to be too far apart to ever understand one another. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things. It's the, uh, I can't quite remember the name for it, but it's the acceptable um, dialogue. And right. recently, the acceptable dialogue has been, uh, I don't want to say the words, but, you know, uh, a form of um, organized conflict. Um, that happens within a, a state, um, a state being a nation. I don't want to say those words because I don't want to get flagged for anything, but um, <laughs> that has actually, you know, that's, that's become a more and more, um, uh, it's been thrown around more and more. Um, right. And, you know, hopefully it does not get to that point because be, that's very bad. Uh, do not want that. Um, but, you know, I another thing I saw was you were talking about the gap between the the um, uh, the, the left and the right, and there was a I can't remember what it was. Um, I, I can find it and put it in the show notes. Um, but it, it was it was a between twenty fifteen and twenty seventeen or something like that. 
it was the difference in ideological opinion and they, they polled people and you could see there was quite a bit of overlap in, in, in the earlier year. And then as the time moved on, this is 2017, three years ago, the overlap is, 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 is minimal, very, very minimal. Um, so it shows that people are moving further left and further right. Yeah. And that's not really that's not really good for the country. I think that people getting in their echo echo chambers, not willing to talk to, to talk to other people, not willing to temper their opinions with other people's experience, um, and, and approaching it in the wrong way, approaching it with um, you know an in, in, insincere attempt to create a dialogue. It, it's not it's not helping anyone. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that I think that also, you know, the more middle of the road people um, I, I think are hopping ship more. They're coming like, in my opinion, Dave Rubin, very middle of the road guy. Um, Tim Pool, very much so a fence sitter, as he as people like to call him. Um, and, and I I see them as more as right leaning uh, than anything. Right. Um, and I think that has to do with the 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 lack of. Uh, I think the conservatives the conservatives or the more right have, have a more, um, they're more open to, to other people's opinions. Uh, I, I would say in, in my experience as a, as a whole, I don't know if that's entirely 100% true. I can't factually back that up, but um, that's been my experience. And I think that's the reason why people are, are, are fleeing the uh, Democrat moniker. Right. Um, and or, or becoming independence. I think we need more independence in this country, quite frankly, because you know, straight ticket obviously hasn't done us anything because there are Democrats that are very much so for the establishment power and there are Republicans that are very much so for this establishment power. And you know, you look at it, we, we had a chance of getting $2,000 checks, you know, our tax money back to us. And they decided, no, we can't do that. It's, uh, it, that's uh, socialism. Would have been pretty nice. It would have been very nice, you know, I, I, that would have been quite, quite the boon. Um, you know, I'd have been able to pay off some loans. Obviously, we just got, a, got, got out of college, you know, still something that's on our minds. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where, it, you know, when you see Nancy Pelosi and, um, and Mitch McConnell, like, doing the elbow bump, giving each other's pats on the back, it just it seems so tone deaf. It's, it's those kind of people that I, I just can't really, I, I can't abide by. It, they, they have no concept for the American people. Right. Um, it's, it's all about themselves. You can tell that from, uh, you know, their actions. They, they get their own health care. They, they, um, they exempted themselves from Obamacare. Um, they exempt themselves from insider trading. Um, you know, all these rules for the but not for me kind of, kind of attitude. And I, you know, I'm, I, I don't like that attitude. It's just, it's my, my personal experience. I, I, I do not like it. I don't know about you. I imagine oh, that you oh, don't as well. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I, I, I think that there needs to be, there are a lot of things that needs to happen in this country. Major political reform needs to happen. Um, I mean, we have, we have strong, we have, we've gone pretty far away from where our founders when they decided to find find this republic, um, we've we've gone pretty far from that. Um, I would say we have strayed as far, uh, pretty far as well. Yeah, and, and hopefully we. I think we. I think that that's our goal. Is is maybe not directly, but I indirectly, kind of lead us back that direction between the two two of us. It, um, 
Yeah, for sure. hundred um, percent. My, my biggest issue right now are, are these politicians who have been there forever. They have no reason to change anything. They know they're going to get reelected because of their voter base. Um, they don't actually help anyone. All they do is hurt and they take and they steal and they lie and they cheat. And um, that is not, that is not you the correct way. You could have just said politician. You right. You need to say yeah. those extra true. words. True, true. Um, let's think, what are some other topics here we can talk about? Um, well, I, you know, I think it's funny is uh, we were talking about uh, Gaddafi and, and the Arab Spring and, you know, some yeah. of those, those, um, dictatorships they had you know approval ratings of like you know 13 percent. I, I believe the approval unless rating they're for congress polled, and then it was 99 <laughs> yeah unless they're doing the poll <laughs> they have 101 percent. they have 101 percent approval rating don't worry about it don't worry about um, it the you know it, it, i believe that the approval rating for uh congress it, you know it changes obviously but i believe at one point it was in the single digits you know high single digits uh you know less than these Less than these countries that have been um, flipped have had violent over, over overthrow right. of the government. So um, it's kind of we're a surprise not condoning that, that. We're no, not. No, condoning I'm, that. I'm saying I. You know, but I know I know exactly what you're saying. Let I, me okay, look at okay. the camera and say we're not condoning <laughs> overthrowing the government of the United States. We're not. I absolutely do not. It's just it, it kind of shows the the interesting. Um, Political politics in the United States. The uh, the the main legislative body has such a low, um, the only legislative body uh, for the entire country um, has such a low approval rating. But yet, you know, the American people uh, are willing to, you know, see it out. You know, hopefully something's changed. I, I think I think that's kind of the thing that makes Americans um, unique is is their hope. I guess. Maybe it's misplaced in this instance, but um, I, a <laughs> uh, little bit of political bias there, Tom. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I just I thought it was an interesting comparison. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not trying to make any sort of statement here. I, I think um, Americans are used to getting getting you know getting fucked up the ass, and now we don't know. Now we now we say now we say thank you. May I have another? Um, Please, sir, I, may I have another? Right. I just, I don't. I, I think they just, maybe, yeah, you're right. Actually, you know, I, I changed my, I changed my mind on that. I think that, it, I think that it's such the status quo that they've kind of given up. $2,000. Okay. Listen to this. We're rationalizing $2,000. How nice it would have been. That would have been fantastic. How many jobs have been lost? How many businesses, people's dreams have just gone down the toilet? Like entire cities have fallen apart. I lived in downtown Minneapolis. I've seen this happen firsthand. I, I've seen the reverberations of the events that happened in the summer, and I've seen the coronavirus hit a downtown harder than anything I could have ever imagined, right? Um, and we were so excited for $2,000. What would that have done? That couldn't have paid a week's worth of salary for your employees. But we were, everyone was so excited for that, right? And we're not even getting that. And we're like, you know what? <laughs> I, I knew it was too good to be true. You know Wait. Here, here is your six hundred dollars. Go away. Don't, don't bother us. Here is your Xbox. I think the, I think the worst part about it is, um, you know, for people our age, um, uh, there are instances where if you are dependent, uh, for the last year, you do not get the money. Uh, actually, I'm not sure. I, I know for the first round of stimulus, stimulus checks that, uh, you do not get the money. Period. 
because you were dependent in the previous year. Even if you weren't a dependent this year, it was your previous tax filing. And that seems like, you know, such a, like, way to, way to forget that there are other people in the, in the country. I mean, I know you have to legislate it in a certain way where you can't have loopholes, but you've basically, you've, you've left out an entire, you know, group of people that could have used it. Um, I, sure. People our age have debt, student loan debt, um, you know, with their own wives and financials, credit card debt. I mean, and, and, and it's difficult getting a job in these, in this situation. So having that money would have been a great help. And, you know, you know, have their, have their rent. Um, it, it's, I, I, some young people have had to move back with their parents. I know, I know uh, a few um, because they just couldn't, they couldn't make it. Um, so that's just, that's, that's my view of it. It's, it's sad. Uh, quite frankly, because they, they just, they, they forget about people. Um, they don't care about people. I don't think they, I think they rationalize it as, uh, well, excuse, when I say they, I, I mean Congress. I think they rationalize it as, it's helps some people. So that's all we need to worry about. Right. Um, you know, you know, it's, it is a kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't, but try your best to help as many people as possible. Like you have that opportunity. And they don't take it. It's not like they don't um, money. Like, <laughs> as you can tell, I'm 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 a little I'm a little bitter. Um, read into that what you may. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's. Sometimes if I talk about this too much, my blood pressure spikes. I'm gonna give you a scenario here. We both we we both went to school in St. Lawrence County in upstate New York, one of the poorest counties east of the Mississippi. Um, I was recently up there. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of businesses that are cornerstones of that community are gone. And they'll never be back. Yeah, um, yeah those small businesses, those people that put their, their heart and soul into blood, sweat, and tears, all their money, all their life savings, gone. And they can't, they're not going to get anything out of that. You know, it, I'm the... I don't want to like get us in trouble, but you know, I'm surprised that there is as little unrest as there is. Oh, for sure. 100%. Um, there's, there's desperate people out there and, and you know, when you create desperate people, you, you create a bad situation. Right. Um, don't, don't ever corner something. Don't ever corner an animal. Don't ever corner a person. Yep. It's not a good idea. Um, so that's my takeaway from this whole thing. Um, uh, what do we got going on in the world of sports? You change it, change it from a little lighter topic. Oh, okay, okay. All right, I've got one that's going on today. So there's a league called the National Women's Hockey League, and it's mm-hmm. actually, and I know this is such such an odd topic for me to talk about, but it's news right now. Okay, and it kind of has something to do with what we're talking about with free speech and all this sort of stuff. So the National Women's Hockey League is a combination of themselves and another smaller league the pwahl something like that and it's basically full of uh u.s olympians d1 athletes and the top women hockey players in the world both canada the united states mainly okay they're on twitch canada and the united states is the world yes yeah so they're on twitch twitch is a streaming is a streaming service where people are able to upload things and people can come and flock and comment and watch. And you generate money through ad revenue. 
So that is where they are. Um, they had Max, I think, for their Stanley Cup, their version of Stanley Cup should be the Super Bowl for them. They had probably around 35,000 people watching, which is That's not a big. whole lot. Not really. Well, well for, for – is this a new – this is created new? It's new, but it – wait. Brand new? I had no idea about it. I think that's, you know, my first impression is that's kind of, that's a, that's a larger than I would have expected. Fine. Barstool Sports. Okay. Okay. The CEO, the CFO, and the COO are all women. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. They're all women. And they run probably the largest and the greatest sports media company in the world. That went, started off from a small newspaper that uh, that the founder Dave Portnoy bought for $10,000 and now it has turned into 150 million, almost going into a billion dollar company. Okay. They're going up there. There's, they just made, they're making so much money. They're all over the place. You can't go on social media and see, without seeing Barstool Sports nowadays. Okay. Yep. Barstool Sports offered the NWHL for free. We will promote your thing. We will even become a platform for you to stream your service we will promote you on all of our sites. Everything will have players come in, do interviews. We just want to promote women's hockey. We want to, we want to promote women's sports. And they said, no, you are a misogynist. Oh, Lord. You are misogynists and we will not participate. I... And that was after the CEO of Barstool Sports. She had on players from that league. She's a huge hockey fan. She had players on from that league during the podcast to promote their own personal brands. They're now even going out and attacking her and the rest of the brands. You know what Barcel is doing? They're creating their own women's hockey league and they're taking all the players away from theirs. And that's today. <laughs> it's happening today. So that's actually a very interesting development. And I'm quite uh, interested to see this, this uh, women's hockey league. I, um, it's a, in terms of uh, gameplay, I think it's a much faster game from the from the games I have seen. It's it's much there's less less pausing, and uh, in my opinion, a little bit more, uh, you know, finesse in a way. I agree. I think there's a lot there are a lot smarter plays going on in women's hockey. I think it's dirtier than men's hockey. If you're looking for dirt and you're looking for like old school hockey plays, nothing's better than watching two girls beat the crap out of each other, right? <laughs> like they, cause they can't really hit. So they go for dirty slew foots and knee on knees and they, they, it's, it's screwed up, but it's intense. And they chirp their, can you imagine how vicious a woman's hockey player chirps are to one another? I, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't, I, I, would don't, cry. I don't want to be in the middle of that. <laughs> I'd crap my pants. I, I would just cry and sit there and crap my pants. So I'm interested to see what Barstool Sports they will do with that. And, and this is something that is a, that is a platform that is against censorship. And now they have all these other corporations, even politicians coming after them. It's interesting. And they have, they have so many different viewpoints. They have so many different people coming on and talking. That's, it, it's crazy to me to watch that, that an open-minded and non-biased platform like Barstool is being berated by the media for being yeah, well, it's it's they're a threat I mean it, it I I have heard of Barstool obviously um right. you know you couldn't you couldn't escape them if you're on Instagram especially yep. um and you know I find them quite entertaining uh, and uh you know I haven't been on Instagram very much lately uh, I think it's a bit of a time sink but yep. the, they they were my number one time sink. Let's put it that way, um, yeah. and I found them quite entertaining. And uh, you know, it, it, it's 
I wouldn't ever bet against Barstool because they're that popular. You know, they, they bring, they're the, they're the only company that like, I think would bring the, the young people. And I think that they bring the people that, you know, it's, you know, you look in the comment section and you kind of, you'll see, you'll see like the diversity of opinion. I mean, you know, it's, it's flame wars, obviously that's all it is, but you, you know, it's, it's not like they're, they have one audience. It's not like CNN or Fox where it's like, you you have one, we have one audience. Um, I think a better example would have been MSNBC, but um, you know, you're, they, they got people that they're just interested in sports. Uh, they're just interested in, you know, laughing at things. And, and that, that spans the political spectrum and I betting against them is stupid. Have um, you seen, um, did you, okay, here's a fun thing about them. You know what the number one woman's podcast in the world is? I believe it was the, um, uh, I can't remember the name of it. The two women, I can't. It's Call Her Daddy. Blank on. Yep, Call Her Daddy. There we you go. know who produces that? Barstool. Uh, is it? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I, I knew right. that. Um, but... And that is one of the most promoting women positivity type thing on the internet. Oh, on the yeah, internet. no. And yet these, and yet the CEO, CFO, and they're they're misogynistic these three women i don't know it's just crazy to me we live in a clown world um yep uh yeah yeah i mean it's it's a little bit of george orwell's double thinking in, in a way you know you can't i've seen the term um internalized racism or something like that in regards mm-hmm. to you know um uh what's the what's the term uh, trump supporters of color or something like that you know yeah. um it, it's it's ludicrous on its face it's like it, it reminds me of the uh uh dave Chappelle skit you know the clansman i mean the black the, the, the black clansman yep and uh <laughs> it's absurd in that way but everyone seems to be taking it seriously so i think i'm i'm I feel almost as if I'm on the outside of the joke um, and everyone's, everyone's laughing and I, I just don't get it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those things. Anything else in the world of sports? NHL's on, NBA's on. Uh, oh, okay. We can talk about Tom Brady. Yep. I, okay. I, I was kind of, I was throwing that out there hoping you'd get it. <laughs> okay. You're our sports guy. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Even well, I knew about this. Like, first off, the TB12 method, that's his workout regimen. I don't know what it is, but it has to work. The guy just took the mediocre Tampa Bay Buccaneers and has brought them to the promised land. Here they are in the Super Bowl going against Patty Mahomes. I, I don't know who's going to win. I would like to see Tom Brady win. Um, I think that'd be so... Schalden, uh, which is the German word for <laughs> that is the German word for enjoying someone else's pain, and only the Germans would have a word for that. Um, they have a word for everything, yeah, always descriptive. Schaldenfruden. that would be absolute Schaldenfruden. that's what that would be. Um, some man. German person is gonna find this video and they're gonna say, You're pronouncing that wrong, yeah, you're pronouncing <laughs> that dog wrong, but I, I would love to watch TB. What is it? Seven Super Bowls now? Okay, here's a stat. <laughs> okay, ready? If you were to watch Super Bowl in the past 20 years, 
and then throw it on, 50% of the time, Tom Brady would be on it. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> 30, he's been in 13, no, or maybe it's 30%, either 13 or 30, of all Super Bowls. I, I think 13 would be more accurate. I think 13, yeah. That's insane. That, that is absurd. That's absurd. But how many how many Super Bowls has he been in? I don't know, but he's won six. Thirty might be accurate. He if won he's, six. If it's... Let me look. I'm gonna look. Right no, thir- it, it'd be it'd be thirteen. It'd be 13. closer to twenty percent. Yeah. I, there's there's what we're fifty seven this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I'd say thirteen. Thirteen. Thirty's a little thir- high. Thirteen. Thirteen, man. So I, I would like to watch him win again and then go off into the sunset. Um, but you think he'd retire after that, or do you think he'd, he'd keep keep on playing? I don't know. I, I think he'd, he'd keep on playing. I thought he was going to retire New England Patriot, but obviously. honestly, um, you know, with all those Patriots fans at school, I'm a contrarian in a way. I, you know, just watching them lose it just makes me a little happy. Oh, um, it's so awesome watching them lose, <laughs> especially after you know not getting Tom Brady the people that he, he needed. Um, and him stepping away from that team. Um, I got something against Boston fans. I don't know what it is. Scummy, if you're from Boston, turn off the podcast. Scummy Boston <laughs> sports. That's all I got to say. The oh, one we're of get, you we're from get... Boston, the one of you from Boston listening to this, turn off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, we're going to get in trouble over that one. We apologize. Boston is a wonderful city. We know many people from Boston. Great historic city. You know, now you have Rob Ryan, which is a huge plus. Um, <laughs> I have Breger, which is a huge plus. Everyone loves those two. Uh, best, that was the best acquisition Boston's ever made in the past 20 years, is adding Gregor and Rob to their uh, to the repertoire of people. Uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful city. I, I've been there once for a, uh, the, the um, head of the Charles Regatta. It was quite, quite the event, you know. I, I quite liked it. Um, just got something against their sports teams. I don't know what it is. You want to talk about rowing? Maybe another time. Okay. I could talk about that for hours. Yeah, same, same here. Um, I, th- we'll save that for the, the viewers for next time. We'll, we'll talk okay. about our, you know, rowing stories. We got We got to throw in one funny story. Okay. What? Nothing. What? Nothing crude. Well, that eliminates ninety nine percent. That eliminates ninety nine percent of your stories. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hi, mom and dad. Nineteen ninety three Toyota pickup being held. Um, rear wheel drive, uh, very low to the ground. Um, you know, very very often gets gets uh, you know get offered money straight up for it. Uh, from uh, I hate to you know be seem a little too prejudiced, but, you know, very clearly Mexican day laborers. It's a very, very excellent, very excellent truck for that kind of work. Um, it's, they, they offer, no, I'm not even kidding. It's very, in very good condition. Uh, maybe we should cut that. Maybe we should cut that. We should cut that. <laughs> no, we're not cutting that. That's staying. That's staying. All right, tell the story. <laughs> and people are at the edge of their seat want to know what you do with this truck. I can tell. I can, like. I can tell you. I've been in that. I've driven that truck around, it, and I've received several offers for it before. Um, you know, like straight up cash. Um, and you How know, much it's, it's an, several thousand. Let's put it that way. Pesos. Um, 
<laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I I've turned them down anyways because the, yeah. the, you know it's a, it's it's a it's a sentimental truck. Um, we've had it since uh, before my brother was born. My brother is um, you know twenty seven years old, twenty six, twenty seven. I can't remember. Um, I only remember my own birthday, and um, I drove it up to school that for my senior spring, and um, you know you know. You, you know what you do with the truck, you know, even if it's a, even if it's a tiny one, you always have your friends in the back, you know, yep. driving places. And um, we had this place called, you know, just down the street um, called Chalette's. And by this time we're all 21. So this is hundred percent above board. Can't get ourselves in trouble for this one. Um, and so we decide that we're going to do something called the beer limb wall. Right. Tell us the what idea the of this. Concept. Yeah. Okay. The idea of this is that you create a giant wall of beer and you have to drink your way through it as a kind of homage to the Berlin Wall. And, and, and the idea is that drinking will set you free. Um, <laughs> let's, just say, let's just say people were, people were set free. Um, and so we have this place called Chalette. It's, you know, it's a, it's a you know, run-down little shack that has, you know... Near the railroad. Go, near the railroad, people would often go. It has the recycling center like, built into the right next door in this like crummy old parking lot. And it was a popular spot for, for, for these college students to pick up their booze. And so we go in and we're like, we're doing this. And, uh, and I, said, I said, how many do you think we'll need? So we estimated the space between the, the door and um, we decided, okay, we're gonna get about 15, 15, 30 racks of beer. And so I'm like, all right. So we pick them up <laughs> and we've got just, 15, 30 racks of beer. And, and you know, it, there's what, three of us there? Yeah. Uh, so it was obviously we're, we were planning something. And I don't think that, I think they realized that it wasn't all for us. I, at least I hope so, um, because they didn't try and stop us. So I was, you know, that'd be a little concerning. Um, and uh, so we put these 15, 30 racks of beer in this tiny little bed of the truck. It took up probably like three quarters of the bed, um, yeah. you know, six foot bed, it's tiny. And, uh, <laughs> Driving, driving this tiny little truck through town with a, just a, a shitload of beer, can censor that out, uh, in the back. And uh, we, we set this up, and we, we decided to do a theme. The theme would be West Germany, East Germany. And, and, and the we West Germany and East Germany. For this. We did have flags. We, we bought flags for this. Um, I believe someone still has the East German flag that is nope. on the wrong team. I think Evan does. <laughs> someone. But West German flag, excuse yeah. me. Um. Anyways, so kind of to give you some background, we, there are suites. We live in a suite, so there are four of us. Um, I, the names are Evan, Gregor, Tom, you, right and me. And we lived in a suite together, and there were some guys next door that we knew that had been on the wrong team previously. And we decided, hey, you know, during one of the fire alarms, we decided there's a, there's a fire door in between us. And we decided it'd be a great idea if we could just pass right through here and and it would make things going to the laundry room easier for everyone we could go to the trash room easier it was a mutually beneficial uh um you know situation and you know as as you know the you know schools don't particularly like having fun especially when it has to do with fire doors uh so so we had we had we had kept this open we had taped it open so it had couldn't close yep believe it was tape and um and brick too because it was a heavy door it was a very, it's a very heavy door. It's fire resistant. Um, not the brightest move if we had ever gotten to a fire, but uh, you know, I, I rationalized that as if ever got into a fire and uh, I would just make sure that the door would actually, you know, close afterwards. Um, 
but you know, burning down that that crappy building wouldn't have been the worst thing uh, as long as everyone survived. Right. Uh, that building was terrible, though. Um, still is terrible. <laughs> still is terrible. They're planning on renovating it, but I have, I have my doubts. Uh, yeah, I do too. Anyways, we had gotten in trouble previously for leaving this door open, and we we kind of been like, oh, we don't know why that's we don't know why that's that's open like that. Like, and it's like dumb. So and, weird. And, yeah, one day it was like they're coming to repair it, and it was like it was fixed, and um, you know, and then we went back and promptly did what we were supposed to do. So, anyways, we, uh, we <laughs> you can you can take the rest of this. So, we have these cases of beer, and this fire door separates the two suites. Both suites have four guys in it, and we build the wall, and it it goes up to about head high, and I think they also bought beer. Yeah, <laughs> 10 feet taller. <laughs> and no one could get through that wall. It was an impenetrable wall. And you know what? Big, they, beautiful wall. Yeah, it was a big, beautiful wall. Anyways, so we invited our friends. And then that other suite, they invited their friends. And we kind of made it be like there are two separate parties. You got your beer from this communal quote-unquote wall, which we had spray-painted all these all this graffiti on it to make it look authentic and whatnot. And I believe it was drinking will sit excuse me, drinking will set you free. Was on one of them. Yep. Absolutely. And basically we probably had a, at one point, probably 50, 60 people in these two suites at one point. And um, I would say more than that, more than that for sure. But the beer was gone way faster than we could have thought. And once that <laughs> wall fell, it was as if disco and Levi jeans had entered East Germany. It was incredible. Um, it was the whole party just, it, it it doubled in size, obviously, naturally, but um, I don't remember a whole lot from that night, but I'm sure that means it was a good night. But I, I remember that. I, I remember that night quite well because I was the one that uh, fronted all the money for that. And I was making sure I, I didn't lose that much money. It, it was yeah. quite a bit for someone that doesn't have an income to spend on beer. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, like having kind of like putting, putting my card in $250 on beer, it's like it's a little soul crushing. Um, but you know, we, uh, the, if, what is it? West Germany dressed in white shirts and then the, the East Germany dressed as like USA and everything like yeah. that. Fantastic time. I love Right time. Um, good. we had one of our, when it, I, I, I would refer to him as a hype man. Um, hype man. he'll go unnamed. He, he created these, these, uh, wonderful posters that <laughs> for us and it placed them around campus and it sent them to people. And so uh, quite, quite a few people that had, I hadn't actually seen before decided to show up to that party. It was quite nice. Yeah, um, it was And it really brought the community together. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting group for sure. Um, it, was, uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. But yeah, that was awesome. I think that would be really fun if we brought on um, former classmates at the end of the show and talked about good college stories at the end every time. That would be that would be fantastic. Yeah. I think that'd be I think that'd be fa like that'd be awesome. That'd be such a great move. I think that would be like having be like okay here we're gonna add you to the Zoom call at this time. Come on in, we'll say a story. But um, that was fantastic. Um, but that was that was a lot of fun. Honestly, I quite liked that. That was a good time. I had a lot. Of, the whole podcast was a good time. I think that's a great great. Oh, uh, sorry for those edits. Uh, for those of you that were watching. Um, you're listening to us on podcast but um we're still figuring this out and we had some stories to tell we we're kind of communicating with another uh, one another in the background um but that is it for this week 
Um, had a fantastic time talking to you, and uh, it went better than I better than I could have hoped. And uh, I had a, great, a lot of fun. Um, I have a I have a talkative streak, as as you know, some some people may know. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, this I think this quite quite satisfies it. And um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to next week. Let's put it that way. Yeah, same here. Um, thanks a lot, guys, for everyone listening. This has uh, been Low Country Radio with Greg Blaze and Thomas Jones. Thanks a lot. Hope you guys have a good rest of your day wherever you are. Good night. Good night.